Hello, and welcome to today's episode of Coffee with Bobby. Today, I'm having coffee with Johnny Cassell. Johnny is an elite dating and men's lifestyle strategist. He's also a best-selling author of Elite Seduction, Actionable Tools for Love and Seduction. He's personally coached over 2,000 high net worth men, including CEOs to some of the world's largest companies, celebrities, and royalty. He's been coaching for over 15 years and has experience working with men from all sorts of ages and cultural backgrounds. Welcome to the show today, Johnny. How are you? Good to be here, Bobby. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. Wonderful. You want to tell us a little bit about what's new in your world lately? New in my world? Um, I'm, I'm spending most of my time on this new app, Clubhouse. That's probably the, <laughs> the newest thing that's happening in my world. Um, which I think is great. Um, I, are you familiar with it? I am. I am on Clubhouse. I'm sort of like diving into it. So trying to find my way. I like popping into different rooms and seeing what people are talking about. But I have this feeling uh, that it's a little bit hard to get started on your own rooms and getting people into it if you don't have a large following on other social media. Uh, it, it's a great point. I, I I feel like it's it's very similar to being like it's your first day at school. If you remember, if it's your first day at school, you know you're in the playground, you're in the classroom, you you don't really kind of know anyone, or you're looking you're looking around to see if like uh, you know your 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 mum's friend's daughter or son is in the class or something like some it's just someone right. to, that you can that you can start a conversation with and uh, build your tribe. And uh, so on the early days of coming onto these sort of platforms, it, it's very much like that. But uh, the, the speed that of, of networking that, that's on there, it, it's super exciting. So um, yeah, that's, that's quite new and fresh in my life at the moment, uh, really enjoying it. I feel that it's helped alleviate a lot of um, mental health issues for people actually because I feel that it's providing a social need for people, you know, because there's a lot of restrictions still in place. Right. Um, it, so, you yeah. can talk to anybody throughout the world on this app, which is absolutely amazing. And I know you can do this with social media and so forth. But if you walk into a large room and some people watching this may not be familiar with Clubhouse, but if you pop into a room that has 300 people in it, you can see who's speaking, and then you can also click on everybody's profile and see who they are, see if you want to network network with them in the future, or just be like, oh, that person's doing something really cool. Like, I need to connect with them. It's super cool. Uh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's really odd. I found my, myself to become friends with porn stars. Like, I, <laughs> just, I, I literally just left, left the room to jump on to do this with you. And yeah. I was on stage with, uh, you know, a, a male porn star, Eric Everhard, that's been in the industry for 15 years, uh, a female star called Rachel Starr, um, and, and very other sort of colorful people. I was on stage uh, yesterday helping people with dating issues. Uh -huh. And um, I noticed Crystal Hefner, uh, Hugh Hefner's widow, was in the audience. So I pulled her up on stage and we started talking on Instagram and become friends. I mean, yeah, that that happens. It, that that is the access you get into these sort of people, and it's uh, 
it's it's madness but uh it's fun you know i mean uh, i always say like your social circle should look like a bit of a circus offline or online i agree I agree. And that's how you add spice and variety to your life and new creativity. And you never know who you're going to meet in real life. And when we're hindered a little bit by these lockdowns and staying at home more, even when the world's starting to open up a little bit more, that spontaneity I found isn't where it was. So having apps like Clubhouse, it brings that back a little bit. Absolutely really is but i encourage you start start a room and just watch it build momentum i'll come in and support you if you want it'll be good fun okay we'll start it i'll start it and then i'll ping you when you're on That's <laughs> awesome i uh, well let's talk a little bit more about dating coaching and yeah. how that has affected men that you have coached and ultimately women and relationships because it goes both ways right Sure. What, what specifically would you like to know? Oh, well, for most of us in the U.S., like dating coaching is a new thing. It's one of these things like, sure, you know, maybe the elites may be able to afford it. But what about, you know, my boyfriend's best friends or somebody like that who still has questions and they're like, I don't know, how can I afford this? Like, what does it really mean to have a dating coach? Yeah, it's just about including someone, having that someone in your support network that you can trust and rely on. Uh, unfortunately, you know, even if our best friends give us quite sound advice, we don't even tend to listen to them. You know, so those friends just kind of get fed up with giving you the advice and then you lose someone that <laughs> in your social circle that could have actually helped you. Um, there's that but there's also you might not feel comfortable talking about your personal issues around dating around people that you know you know so you might just want to have sort of a private consultant that you can sort of confide in and um, get some pretty solid advice that's backed up through practical exercise and um, you know boots to the ground experience and um, I, I think that's highly highly valuable it's it's you know, it's it's becoming more and more acceptable um, getting this sort of advice. You know, I think there's still a lot of shame attached to men seeking help in this area of their life, which is which is sad and it's it's wrong. You know, I think we are making some movements, but we're not quite there yet. For example, you know, if I was to promote an event for men, it'd be quite a challenge. You know, it'd be a lot of effort trying to get bums on the seats at that event. I'd have to market it in a way that empowers their ego and gets them through the door and then the education can begin. Um, but if I was to market an event for women, it would be a lot easier because there's no negative stigma attached. You know, it, that you bring your sister, your mum, the auntie, your friends, you know, it'd be a big day out for the girls. You know, the guys, it'll be all hush, hush, secret, secret. I've got to make out I'm going somewhere else this Saturday to attend this event sort of thing you know oh i'm going golfing with the guys not go into a, a dating seminar exactly <laughs> <laughs> so um in terms of you know affordability there's always going to be some lower ticket options right i mean you, you'll pay you'll pay a premium for some private one-on-one -on -one bespoke coaching of course you will someone's given up their time for you you know so Time is the 
the biggest asset that we have but there'll always be like a group workshop experience that perhaps that that um person that you're following is is, is offering which is a nice sort of thing to sort of dip your toes in the water and it might just be that one event uh gives you enough nuggets that you need to 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 go out and improve on but it's like anything you know anything you're trying to get better at whether it's you know anything in self-development you've got to put the work in you know and that's that's the bit they don't they don't tell you and i don't want to scare people away with like that because everyone's sold the the miracle but you know you, you attend these events to get a fast track to the knowledge to increase the acceleration uh curve uh, to accelerate the learning curve should i say and um and, but you, you've got to execute it. You know, it's all in the doing. If you don't put the work into it, it's like you could read a stack of self-help books. You could pay money for all of these coaching sessions, but it's not going to do you any good until you actually sit down with yourself and see what you need to work on and how it can help you in the future. That's right. And I think by the time they've got to me, they've done that. They've, you know, they're, their bookshelf at home looks like a self-help section in Barnes and Barnes and Noble. You know, they've they've done all the reading, they've done all the watching the videos and the the men's health magazines and GQ magazines and all this kind of stuff, but they just have a problem getting started. And uh, something I do in, in my teachings is I actually I give them exposure therapy. I'll actually go out there with them, you know, or someone from my team will, in a social situation do a demonstration on demand, show them how it's done. And also, you know, be, be there as part of um, the, the support network. And so that's you know, you, they can't, they can't talk themselves out of it. Like it's just, they're definitely hundred percent going to walk away with a, I can do attitude. Right. And you have to get out there and you have to try. And you guys are sort of like that wingman of being like, you know, here's your chance. Go ahead and ask yeah, that woman. There's nothing to be afraid of. Absolutely. There's definitely that element to it. Um, but it might not be, you know, some guys that they're, they're not ready for that. So it might just be the mindset shift that they need. You know, some people they are just holding on to a lot of unwanted thoughts. Maybe there was a certain event that happened in their life. Maybe they, you know, they had a bad breakup. Uh, they maybe had some trauma in their childhood that gave them this belief that girls don't like them. And then maybe, maybe, maybe there was a number of incidents that stacked up against each other and that compounded into a belief which then formed into reality which they called life girls don't like me in life no <laughs> you've just started you've started to record negative experiences but let's unpack your life a little bit more and when we do that we start to see there are some positive experiences but our brain doesn't like to record the positive it always kind of focuses on what we don't have you know tries to keep up with the joneses and um so there's a you know there's a lot more there's a lot more to it than just showing how to some showing someone how to chat up a girl, you know. Right, you know that's only going to get you so far. You still have to cross those barriers when it comes to like you can chat up somebody and talk to them at the bar, or take them out to dinner, but until you get over the things from the past and let that go and like you said unpack it and deal with those traumas, it's going to keep resurfacing later, whether you take the woman out on a 
dates, you know, for a dinner, maybe you make it to three dates or something. It's always going to resurface in different ways. It's always going to show up. It always does. Um, and you, you know, you never stop doing the work. I think that's, that's something that we always need to remind ourselves of. Yeah. We've always got to keep working on ourselves to become, to be the version that, um, how do I say this? that they be the version that they want to experience and that they want to date, right? I think it's funny, you get these, you get people that go to matchmakers. I mean, I don't do, uh, as to this date, I do not do matchmaking. Um, but it's, it really intrigues me, the people that go to matchmaking and it's, um, they go there thinking that they can skip out the work bit. And it's just like, then the matchmakers given the job of, of trying to, put two broken people together and, and see if they can <laughs> they <get on>. stick. <laughs> yeah what is broken plus broken equal shattered like <laughs> shattered shattered dreams right it's like yeah like maybe you're compatible but compatibility only gets you so far right that's it yeah you you there's compatibility and it's practical practicality as well yeah. Uh, explain more on that uh, practicality. Well, you could have like, you could have chemistry with someone, right? I have chemistry with my ex-girlfriend. You know, I loved it to bits and we got on so well. But the practicality of it, well, she lived in one country and I lived in the other. Right. Yeah, it, just, it was a fantasy. And also like telling someone to give up their dream and their, in their career to, to come and move over and live with me in my country, well, that's being quite selfish, you know? So it's one of those situations where you, life is sort of showing you a situation where, where it's telling you, well, you, you can't always have everything the way you want. You know, and you've got to make an executive, executive decision. And, um, you know, that, that can be one of those situations. I just got off the phone to a client just now and he, he's, he's in exactly that situation. He hasn't seen his girlfriend since last Valentine's Day, right? Wow. We're in a pandemic right now. Uh, she's, she's in New York, he's in London. And, uh, you know, it's causing a lot of strain on the relationship. She was only supposed to be there for six months. And, uh, you know, so again, you can have chemistry, but you also got to have the, the, pra the practicality element to it as well. And the ability to put the work into it. Correct? Like if you yeah. don't put the work into a relationship, it's not going to go anywhere. That's right. Um, relationships are work. They're work. It's, <laughs> I don't know anyone that's... Uh, that would disagree with me on that <laughs> right i mean like every right? single day there's something new and you've got to learn how to work together and you know work through different scenarios i've been super grateful like i used to travel for a living so i can relate to like your previous client and you know it was hard keeping relationships and you were always moving around. The suitcase was moving. I never knew which city was going to be in. And you would leave and you'd be like, okay, like I may see you in three months, but I don't know. Like, I'll let you know when I'm back in the same city. And, you know, that wasn't healthy at all for relationships. Oh, that's horrible. 
Yeah, it was awful. Like, be completely honest. And then a year and a half ago, I met my current boyfriends on the road and we were on the same project and we've had the complete opposite relationship where we've like at the beginning we were forced to spend every single day together during this project work together go out to eat together you know travel together and you know since then relationship went great and we've only spent like 10 days apart over the past year and a half which is the opposite spectrum so then you got to really learn how to live together and hang out with family and everything else. So there's like multiple ways to have relationships. What's been some of your best advice that you give to men? Well, the first, one of the first things that I help guys do, but not, not just guys. I mean, as I said, I've been using these, this clubhouse platform. I actually found myself to be teaching a lot of women recently. And, um, you know, the same advice it works across all channels and it's it's understanding in detail what you want yeah because if you don't know what you what you want then you're putting yourself in a position where you're going through life just just seeking for approval almost like a begging mentality you know hoping to hoping that someone will accept you right which is if someone's coming from that frame it's just not attractive so you, my view on things is this you never really get rejected if you really know what you want because then what happens is when you know what you want your interaction with someone almost becomes something like a discovery session you're going into a discovery mode with someone to see if they're a fit seeing if their values are in align with your values and if they are then you know that person qualifies to the next stage rather than seeing how it goes and then six months in you realize this person isn't in the line of your values but you got all caught up in the roller coaster of um emotions and going with the flow and it's just a waste of time and you know i think as we move through life and we get older we realize time is precious and we, we can't be playing the game as we did when we were younger um it's the same rules when you onboard a client I could be have I could spend a lot of time in rapport with someone, but realize they're just not a fit for my service. But I've just spent days speaking to this person. But if I ask them a few qualifying questions at the beginning, then we wouldn't be wasting each other's time. So it's the same thing. We we understand the importance of the sort of due diligence that needs to be had in the working environment. You know, if we're employing someone for a new job, we'd, we'd want to make sure they've got the right experience to take on that role. It's a high performing role, right? Right. But as I say, in our romantic lives, we just, we just seem to throw that logic out the window and just sort of, <laughs> you know, be away of the fairies a little bit. And if we look at it, it's the most important job you're going to give anyone. You know, it's it's to it's to be your number two. You know, it's 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 to be your life partner. Right. There's some there's some there's some criteria that needs to be met. You know. Yeah, <laughs> so, and if you don't meet the qualifying criteria, then it makes it a lot easier at the beginning, like the first date or the first meeting or second, to see that instead, like you said, like six months, a year down the road, when you start asking important questions 
and you're like, oh, they don't see the world the same way I do. Exactly. Exactly. And, and a lot of people attach fear. And when I'm saying this, I don't, I don't, I, I'm very cautious of how I come across. I don't want to be to my tone to be condescending or anything like that, because everything I'm saying and sharing is who I was, right? I made all these mistakes. So um, that's something I'm working on myself, but um, yeah, like it's, it's, you just got, you just got to put that, you got to put that qualification material in. It, it really does matter. And let's dive into this. How does loving yourself affect the ability to accept love from others? Where, wherever you are in your life right now is what you will bring in. So that being said, the, the first relationship you're looking for is to have a better one with yourself. Because if you're like, and I use my own life as a reference, when I've, when I've attracted chaos in my life, it's because I wanted chaos in my life. It's because I wanted that rock and roll, you know? And I shouldn't be surprised if I'm having an issue six months in with someone that I've decided I want to have a bit of rock and roll with, you know, that's part, that's, that is what I was marketing for, you know? So there's a lot of unconscious marketing that we're doing. We're putting out into the world, you know, people are looking at your landing page. They're looking at your message that you're, you're giving off, you know, your vibe, it's all marketing. So mm -hmm. It's work on your own vibe, work on who you are and ask yourself, you know, what, what, if you fantasize for a moment and think, okay, close your eyes and you think, okay, what sort of lifestyle do I want? You know, if I'm going to get good at this, I'm going to work on myself. What sort of lifestyle do I want? Right. And then you really sink into that moment and then you think, okay. And you, you imagine the sort of environments that you're in and the sort of people you're rubbing shoulders with. And then the next thing you're just, you're fantasizing about what's the partner you want right? The makeup of that person, the character traits, you know, what they've achieved in life. Um, and then you ask yourself, who have I got to become? Who have I got to become to market to that audience? And that's it. You know, um, I hope that doesn't sound too clinical, but uh, I think that's enough to make someone want to go on a journey um, because it is, it's a, it's a holistic journey. You know, yeah. and uh, everyone's 10 is different. You know, it, it, it's subjective. You know, and I don't like to use numbers when we're scoring people. I think it's a bit silly, but, you know, just for, for, for the wider audience to understand that, um, you know, it, it, that was an important lesson I had when I was younger. And I started seeing, uh, experiencing more successful interactions socially and romantically. I said to myself, right, okay, you're getting this now, right? You're understanding the patterns in human behavior. And my best friend at the time that I'd been going out a lot with for two years ended up getting a girlfriend. I could have killed him at the time. We were having so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> but then I realized, well, I haven't really told myself what I want from all this. Some people will come into this um, side of development. They'll come in for a couple of months and they'll get out. They, want, they just wanted a girlfriend. 
some people will want want to build a, a bit of a fruitful lifestyle out of it. And I uh, and I had that moment where I sort of envisioned these things, and I I definitely achieved that. You know, and uh, there's a, there's a lot of discussion around the power of having that vision. You know, we talk about vision boards and um, you know, just meditating, you know, meditating and the law of attraction, you know, and that, that might sound a bit woo-woo. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, the word manifestation gets thrown around quite a lot without any firmer understanding of what that actually, what that actually means. But again, like manifestation, what is it? It's you create an exercise for yourself to make yourself uh, more conscious and aware of opportunities that were already there we were just yeah. a bit uh, asleep on those opportunities you know and ones and that I will use... get you like where you really want to be when you focus on these moments while you're meditating or while you're doing a vision board which some people might be going like this is all new age talk i'm going to tune it out immediately but in yeah. reality like it's stuff that you just need to get quiet with yourself and figure out what you really want. Absolutely. And, and, and to that point, you, you just mentioned there uh, about being triggered by something and basically being ignorant. I mean, that, that, that alone right there is, is a huge growth hack, right? Yeah. Uh, for me, I'm always looking for something that I'm ignorant about. Yeah, and because I know that that's then a path to growth. So my rule is just, it's not, you know, ignorance is not acceptable. Ignorance is a signpost as to where I need, what I need to lean into next and where I need to go. And, uh, you know, that's going to affect you in so many ways. It's going to make you so much more attractive. You're going to have more to talk about. You know, you're going to be more, you're going you're to be well-traveled. You're going to be, you know, more cultured. You know, you're just going to be very, you know, you'll be much more interesting than the average Joe just by living by that rule. I love that. And it is a great way to live. And if anybody wants to go down more into manifestation and vision boards and all of that, I've got tons of content on that. Of like <laughs> You've got a it, course on it? <laughs> well, not a course yet, but I mean, it really does help. Like this whole coffee show in an essence like I told this story before, but like, I love talking with people. And you, when I traveled a lot, I would go to a coffee shop and talk to strangers. Like that brought me joy. I would learn about somebody, connect with them, figure out the lay of the land in a town. And then I wrote down in my journal, it's probably been a year ago. And I was like, you know what, if I could have any job in the world, it would be talking to people and learning their stories. And it's like, look at this, like, that's exactly what I'm doing. Have I turned it into a full-time job yet? No, but it's on the path to get there. Mm -hmm. And it all comes from these moments of like getting quiet, going inward and seeing what you really want, which is key in relationships. And absolutely. As we move a little bit, do you, with your dating advice and help that you give people, which is more so, if it's getting people to go inward, I feel, more so than like the practicality of like step-by-step step of what to do during dates. 
Am yeah, I right well, there's or two wrong? Sides. Yeah, there's, there's two sides to it. There's, you know, I'd say it's 50% coaching, 50% therapy. You know, it's, it's no point. I, I will not work with anyone skipping out any sort of, you know, skipping out the mindset work. Like that's number one. Like I, I, and I will need to go to some deep places with, with that person. And, um, you know, it, it's a bit unorthodox how I do it. You know, this isn't, this isn't chair work, right? This, this isn't yeah. me just asking a bunch of questions. This is you know, me kicking your ass a little bit, you know, and, and going to some uncomfortable places and asking certain questions to um, bring certain things to the surface so we can uh, get some clarity on things that we perhaps didn't understand before because you have to, you know, you have to get that stuff up. And uh, otherwise it eats you away, right? And everyone knows what that thing is it's subjective we've been holding on to or using it as an excuse as to why we're not taking action on the things that we want might be a victim uh you know we might play in the role of the victim we might be blaming our parents for showing you a relationship model that uh hasn't uh give you uh, um positive outlook you know i mean there's just so many things there's so I many we could be here all night talking about the deeper stuff but yeah it's 50 percent coaching 50 percent therapy for sure and that also leads to you know the self-sabotage that people do when they haven't like fixed the inner thing or like goal of something when they have what they really want but then they feel like they don't deserve it and then they try to sabotage those relationships have you ever seen yeah. that surface or yeah it's an interesting one there's always something else going on underneath you know like they're um it's one of the reasons is because they're actually scared of commitment you know um so you have to kind of you have to work with someone to understand why why are they scared of commitment and again it could be a reference of um what they've seen the relationship between their mom and dad it could be um they've been cheated on in the past you know they've still they've got trust issues um you know and probably a, a whole lot of other stuff that you know i'm not qualified to talk about because i haven't gone to those depths myself you know so i for me you know i, I can only talk about what i've been through and what i've worked with you know, and anything that's kind of beyond me, I'll always, I never say I'm someone, I'm not someone that knows everything. I just right. know what I, what I do know. <laughs> it works. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. And we love that you're sharing your knowledge and the knowledge works. Then men are becoming better at dating and relationships. Let's talk a little bit about your book. Um, Elite sedu sure. Actionable Tools for Love and Seduction. Yeah. So what got you into writing this book? Uh, what is it about? Tell us more details. So it's 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 a book. You know, there's basically 15 years of my teachings, my my own learnings and and teachings. Uh, it's got it's 10 chapters, 10 case studies, 10 personal stories, and 10 go away and do's that are designed to you know if you follow it and you execute, you know you won't need to see me. You know, you, should, you shouldn't. You shouldn't need to see me. And I, I wanted to write this book because, 
you know, you started this conversation with, you know, how, how do people get access to this sort of coaching that can't afford it? Well, the answer is the book. I mean, everyone's got 10 bucks in their pocket, you know? Um, so that was the kind of the, the philosophy behind it. You know, part of my mission is to try and sounds a bit cliche, but I want to, I want to make as much social impact as I can with, with my work and a book is a great way to do it. So, um, that was the kind of a philosophy behind it. And, um, yeah, like it, there are real stories. There's real stories in there. They're designed to inspire, um, for you to kind of build reference and, and envision, you know, that the lessons going down. And I say it goes, it goes through everything from the right sort of mindset to have the, um, how to, how to remove your unwanted thoughts, conversation modeling, you know, how to, how to have a, an interesting conversation, never run out of things to say, how to flirt properly, uh, something we spoke about a moment ago about qualifying people, how to build social circles and be, become a person of influence. Um, and yeah, how, how, to, how to take a, take a, uh, sorry, it's been a long day. Take, a, take advantage of opportunity, whether it be in a day, the evening, you know, coffee shop, museum, art, gallery, anywhere, you know, online. Um, yeah, so, and, it, and it's, it, it's not just about the attraction phase of meeting people. It's, it's about, you know, creating relationships with people. And, you know, what I speak a lot about is, you know, this is people skills that, that I'm teaching and people skills that help you get better at, relationships and if you get better at building relationships what can you not do because everything is built on relationships you know your the the opportunities that happen in your your line of work your career it's all it's relationships the people you buy off that's a relationship you know your um your social life relationships romantic relationships so it's it's for everyone that gets the book and reads it i just want them to think holistically about the application of it you know, it, it's, it's, it gives you the ability to charm, charm the pants off anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, this might actually be a sales tip book as well as a relationship <laughs> book for people. Let's, let's talk a little bit about how to have those interesting conversations. What are your sure. tips for it? Are there any quick tips that you want to give the audience? Yeah. Um, get bored of hearing yourself say this, say the same thing again and again and again yeah so if you go out and it's you know what do you do where you like just get out of my face i don't want to be talking about talking to the person that that gives me that how's the weather chat you know if you you know you go out to a bar how many times a guy comes up to you and goes uh oh, what's your name oh, okay where are you from oh, okay how old are you like and every time you're giving them an answer you're an autopilot first of all because there's about six guys that have already asked the same thing that night yeah and uh and, and secondly, he's not listening. He's not even listening to anything, anything you've just said in response to his question. So if you, if you take on board the, the idea of getting bored of hearing yourself say the same things, then naturally your mind will be moving more into a creative space with the things that you ask. And that being said, ask questions that 
to, to that will give you the answers of of the of things you actually want to know about the person, and even if they're completely outrageous. You know, in my experience, the outrageous ones are the best. I'm surprised how many people respond to my outrageous questions. You know, and so you know what, like th that's what they will remember. You know, and again, like qualifying questions, like get your qualifying questions in there because that's how the chemistry is formed, right? Yeah. Um, another tip is, is, is listening. I think men are really bad at listening. I mean, I, I'm not, I don't want to be, I don't want to be throwing stones at just the men, but may, you know, I think women are also bad at this also, but I think men more so than, than women. Listening is a skill. You know, it, it's, and it's, it really is an art. I've seen people that are really, really bad at it. And I've been amongst people that are really, really good at it. And I would say there's two types of people. One is that they are an active listener, right? So you're listening. And in that moment, that person is the most interesting thing in the whole wide world. And they'll feel that, right? But you, it's not just looking at someone intensely, it's actually being awake and, and conscious and taking it's it in. That's Otherwise, there. <laughs> exactly. Otherwise, it's just a bit intense. Yeah. <laughs> Who is that creepy guy? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and then there's someone that is passively listening, you know, which I call them, it's like the no nodding dog syndrome. You know, I, I don't know if you, you, you get it over where you are, but. You know, there's over here in the UK, we, we, you know, when you got a nod, nodding dog in, on your car, you put, put it yeah. on the car and it's just like that. It bobs along when, when you when you drive. Yeah. Yeah. Or like the bobbleheads here. The bobbleheads. We have like right, bobblehead yeah. figurines. Same thing. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, that's if you're a bobblehead, just get rid of the bobblehead. Yeah. Because it just it just means you're not listening. Right. It's You've just got like something else going on. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> It's like, yeah, 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 okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, I'll follow my next question now, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, so you have a sister? It's like, what? <laughs> I just, <laughs> I, what, what are you, you talking about? Did you just hear me? I said I had three brothers, like. <laughs> <laughs> right, so it's, you know, you've got to tune in. You've got to tune in because if you're not listening, then you're missing the information that's coming out of the other's mouth. Therefore, you're losing the threads of conversation that you could be having, right? So if you're running out of things to say, the answer is you're not listening, <laughs> you know? You're not listening, but you there is a hack. The, you missed the whole opportunity. Yeah, well, pretty much so. But there is a hack, there is a way around it. If you, if, you, if you ran out of things to say or you've missed what was said, then use an assumption. Assume something. It could be something radical or it could be something like quite accurate. Mm -hmm. But you just want to play off a response. So I can go out, you know, for um, how, was, how was Paris? Oh, I loved it. I was actually, last time I was there was... 20 uh i don't know 2013 2014 but it was amazing wow, i went to that's... my friend's wedding you did? yeah 
my best for friends me, actually like, actually lived there for a while so they had their wedding there and then they also had a wedding here in the states oh wow awesome i mean i i went to paris and um i really want to dive deeper about the wedding situation because that's pretty cool they had like the wedding to cater to each crowd i love that um i i went to paris but for me i found it to be really dirty you know it's beautiful and all but like in, in certain areas but i found the streets to be quite dirty mm, i didn't quite see it that way but i will say i loved the gardens did you happen to check out luxembourg gardens or go to versailles while you were there um i, I don't think i did no we did the I, we did the eiffel tower we did that um What's that one of the, you know, the, you, you go up the, the massive, massive stairs and then there's this uh, very famous cathedral, uh, not Notre Dame. Uh, uh, Montmartre. Say again? Montmartre? It might have been that one, yeah. Montmartre, yeah. A little bit outside mm. of town. Or it's in town, but it takes a little bit to get there. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, 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 that's where I went. So tell me about, tell me about the, the wedding. Oh, by the way, if you had to go to Paris again, Mm -hmm. uh, tell me two places I should check out because it sounds like you explored it a bit more than, than I did. Oh, so I've actually been to Paris a lot. So when my best friends lived over there, I actually was in Barcelona and I would make trips over there to visit. And then I also would go back when I lived here in the States and then fly over to see them. And um, my best parts, definitely the gardens. Uh, Luxembourg was a super relaxing place for me to go. I loved that area. Um, I also loved doing like more local things. So like sunset on the sign, um, at the river, wandering around town. Madeleine district is one of those areas that I enjoy going to. On the bucket list of items that I still haven't done is seeing sunrise in the morning at Trocadero. So that's that classic um, Paris wow, sounds amazing. Eiffel Tower um, yeah. shot that you see on Instagram a lot or throughout. That's one of the ones that I definitely want to capture. Um, yeah, and just enjoying the local things, whether it's at local cafes or picking up croissants or cheeses or charcuterie. <laughs> That's what I love. Naturally, of course. <laughs> what else? <laughs> the true parisian experience <laughs> exactly but right look so look at look at all of the information i was able to get out of you right you know and it came from me just using an assumption yeah you just read my shirt <laughs> like i read your shirt and i go when's the last time in paris i mean maybe you didn't go to paris you know maybe you just bought it from like some t-shirt retailer online and thought yeah i'm feeling a bit french today. i actually get that. did that <laughs> Right. <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah. Came from Beauty Collection. If anybody's watching, <laughs> right. Put an affiliate link under the video so you get a bit of you know, a bit of a kickback on that one. Um, but you see, you know, all that all that was right there was me just making an assumption about your T-shirt. And you admittedly said you'd never been, but it doesn't. It didn't really matter, did it? It just no. it just gave me some content to play with, and then I was listening attentively and just dug a bit deeper and i just have so i had a wealth of content to to build rapport on with you you know if i'm a foodie you know i could really jump into to that i could lean into that um you know you you, you talked about the the photo opportunity of the tro trocadero 
you know, I could lean into that. You know, you also spoke about Barcelona. You know, I can relate to Barcelona. I've got a friend out there at the moment that I'm probably going to go to when the restrictions lift. You know, there's so many things that I can talk about. It came from making an assumption from your T-shirt. So what, what, what we can do is just be a bit more awake to, uh, you know, content that is around us. You know, I mean, you know, it can be something that someone's wearing. It could be, I could, I could, I could have mentioned about your tan, you know, I could have said, where's your tan from? Where's your heritage from? You know, we, we could have gone down a rabbit hole there and we could have spoke about that. And I could have learned of three places that, you know, back to when I asked you to tell me two places I should check out in Paris, mm -hmm. right? Let's just say the next person I speak to this evening is a French girl. She's going to go, well, you, you go. You, <laughs> you got a travel you, guide. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just not now a, a ignorant English guy in a bar. I'm a guy that's just spoke to a French girl or a girl that's been to Paris. And now I'm taking that content and I'm bringing it into this conversation. And she's like, whoa, this guy's wise and well-traveled. How does he know this really unique content about where I'm from? I'm actually going to listen to him. This, you know, and you, know, you build a, a better relationship than probably anyone else in that room. And it so just comes uh, from starting conversations, making an assumption and like, look around. There's so much content now from being online on our phones all the time, from Instagram, from Clubhouse, TikTok, Facebook, you name it, that even if you're meeting somebody in real life that you've never met before, you can find this content from their surroundings. Yeah, and but again, you. I, I'm able. I'm able to do it like that. Like I, I firmly believe I can build chemistry with anyone, right? Because I've I've done it. I, I understand the patterns in our behavior. Uh, you know, what what we respond to and what we don't respond to. You know, the brain likes novelty. So if if the brain is experiencing the same pattern of conversation it's heard every single night, the brain's going to switch off. You know, it, it's not interested. You know, our goal here is to have a stimulating conversation. And up until now, it's been completely platonic. You know, I, I haven't even demonstrated any sort of flirt, flirtation or, you know, suggestion or anything like that. So you can start to see how powerful this can be just in a networking sense and just become, you know, just in the sense of this is how you become the most interesting person in the room. And it really is that. I, I got invited to a party um, before lockdown, mm -hmm. it was a friend of mine, and I was the only one there that I knew. Uh, sorry, <laughs> let me say that again. <laughs> what a weird thing to say. <laughs> Why did I say that? He was the he was the only one there that I knew, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, so I just started I just started making conversation with people, you know. And um, there was three people I had conversations with, in that three ladies. And uh, it was hilarious that they, they said, they came up to me on separate occasions and said, yeah, you're, you're really interesting. Like it's, this is probably the most interesting conversation I've, I've ever had. And they all three of them said it on separate occasions of a, of a similar fashion. And I just walked out of there thinking, this is dangerous. <laughs> like you're super balanced <laughs> right so sometimes i don't know but it's but it's sad really isn't it it's sad that that 
um, you know, for, for, for a lot of us, we, we're not, we're not making an effort. We're not curious enough. We're not curious enough to learn about someone's story and how they got there and what their highs in life and their lows were. And, you know, everyone's got a story. Everyone's favorite subject is themselves. Why aren't we talking about it? Why aren't we putting the spotlight on them? That's the art, you know, you, you make, you make, you make the conversation about, about them, not you, you know, a master conversationalist will make it, it be 30% them, 70% the other, you know, that, that, that's what it needs to be. And that goes for anything, whether you're looking for romantic relationships, networking, making friends, talking to strangers, you name it, have those interesting conversations, like ask something different tonight. If you're at home with your significant other or your family, like ask something different that's going to provoke a new answer or where somebody can learn something deeper about maybe something that happened in the past with the family. Absolutely. It, and um, so, something that I just, you know, joke my memory right now as we're speaking, when I was younger, my mom used to drive me to school in the car. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, radio presenters are always challenged to come up with a, uh, you know, a show that draws in the listener. They'll bring a celebrity on or, you know, someone of notoriety and they'll ask them questions or they'll ask the audience questions. And I just remember some of those questions being really thought provoking. You know, they had to be. To, to make an interesting conversation. So there's something in there. You know, if, if, you, if you think of someone right now who you really admire as someone that is asked really great questions, you know, the American version of Piers Morgan, perhaps, I don't know, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, David Letterman or something. Yeah, but it, it's, you know, just, just see, just try to understand the mechanism behind it. What's, how are they languaging that up? What are they trying to get out of, out of that person? And just look to start emulating that in your conversations. Yeah, you know, that, that, oh, that right there is very powerful. It'll take relationships to a new level. It'll take communication as a whole to new level. So as we talk about having this communication, what can you say to online dating? in the world of online dating. You know, lockdowns are in place, it's still in different countries, you know, places in the States are opening up, you know, we've got a range of people who wanna go back out, go to the bars, go to the restaurants, meet up, others who don't, online's the place to meet. How do we navigate that? It's always gonna be a place for online dating, but what we mustn't do is bash the apps for the hookup culture first and most foremost. The hookup culture has always existed, right? The people that I feel are blaming the apps for the hookup culture, the people that aren't putting boundaries and qualification material in place. Therefore, things are happening too fast. And then the, the guy or girl is doing a runner <laughs> the next day, <laughs> you know? And, uh, you know, they've got what they wanted. Like, so you're, you're frustrated, but the frustration comes from, you know, well, you didn't qualify this person. You know, so of course you've left yourself wide open, no pun intended. <laughs> um, but there's always going to be a place for apps. Um, 
it's marketing. You know, every, like use high res images. Social media is the real online dating. You know, whether you're aware of it or not, like why? Because everyone's on it. Everyone is on Instagram. Instagram is connected to a lot of the social, a lot of the online dating apps anyway. So it's a place that it's a place that you really need to take care of if you if you're not already. And again, what we said earlier, when you when you when you understand what the archetype is of the certain person that you're trying to market towards, well, then your imagery has got to represent that. You know, no one wants to see your drunken images of you in university on Freshers' Week. I mean, you know, drunken, you know, drunk watching sports games in the in the bar with the lads. That's not really a desirable image that you want to put out there. <laughs> you know that. I, I always think of it as like a, if you're walking down a high street, you're mm-hmm. walking down this high street and every moment you're, you're taking a, a little look in a shop window and uh, depending on, on how good of a window dresser you are, governs whether that person's actually going to walk in or not. Now, every time someone looks at that shop window, they're thinking, can I associate? And is this in a line of my values? Right? So start to see your your online imagery as part of your brand right you are a brand you've got to treat yourself as a brand you've got to understand who your target audience is who you're marketing towards and that's how you're going to grab their attention that's how you're going to pull them in another big online dating tip is no one wants to no one wants to take a wild guess of, I, my friend showed me a picture the other day, he was laughing. He just he went back on the dating apps and uh, every picture was a group picture of the girls, all the girls, like all the, yeah. and it's like, you know, like just, just pick one, which one is it? I mean, it's a, you know, fr- roll the <laughs> dice. I mean, what's, you, you say, it's, it's like, you know, you, you don't know who you're talking to. It's like, and don't even try to find out, just see who turns up, yeah. you know, it's, it's, it's bonkers. You know, like no one wants to go in and how do I explain this? I'm there to see you, right? I'm not there for the jumble sale, right? Show me, show me you. And I don't want to see if, if, if you've done all this work to bring me to your page, bring me into your profile, for goodness sake, do not use a more attractive friend in your image because i'm going to be more curious about the attractive friend and then i'm going to go down the rabbit hole trying to find out how can i get a conversation with that person as opposed to you've lost my attention right you know and also it's oh i was just gonna say also on the note of photos like don't wear sunglasses in photos don't wear like stuff that's gonna like hide your face because that's who you are People want to see you, otherwise they're going to swipe right past you. Absolutely. I mean, that's just, it's, it's silly. Um, and, and as well, like too many selfies. Um, you can tell if a guy's got a decent body, you don't need to take your t-shirt off, you know, just wear a well-fitted t-shirt or shirt in your pictures, you know, leave a little bit to the imagination. You know, if you're posing around and you're, you know, just loving yourself a bit too much of the gym selfies and all this kind of stuff, <laughs> it's just a bit cringe, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, we get the hangs. We know what you're looking for. Yeah, right. So, so it goes back to that. Things. Oh, go ahead. Um, 
yeah, I just want to add as well, like, you know, when you're messaging someone, hey, babes, how are you is not acceptable, right? We know that's a copy and paste message. It's like on LinkedIn, you know, I look at my LinkedIn messages and it's just ignorance. I'm getting spammed about someone's finance software or marketing thing. Like, dude, I don't care about your thing. I'm not even going to open you. I'm pissed off that mm. you've messaged me. I feel like a hot chick on an online dating app. You're just spamming me with crap that's not stimulating my mind. You haven't even read my profile. Uh, you know, at least talk about my last post or something in my bio, right? And that's how women feel. You know, I'm, I'm giving advice here for the men, but like that is how women feel. You know, if you're if you're if you're rocking if you're, if a lady's rocking the online um, space, you know. She's going to get a lot of attention, but just, just break that pattern. It goes back again. You've got to break that pattern. You know, the brain likes novelty. What's the novel situation uh, here? Sadly, it's called giving a shit, actually reading a bit of the profile and, <laughs> and using that as, as the icebreaker, you know? So yeah, it's right rant there. over. It's, it's easy. Like it's right there for you. Just ask us something, a question about the profile. And as we talk about, you know, messaging and also the world of texting or DMing, things like this, what's the right amount of communication? And where's that point of being too needy? Because when you hit neediness, it sort of goes downhill. I don't think it's a percentage figure, but it's just, you know, you're in the game of establishing tension. If there's no tension, then the dance isn't on. You know, there needs to be tension between both participants. And uh, if you haven't heard from someone for a while, right, and they're due to message you back, cool, get on and do something else. Chill, make them curious as to why they haven't texted me back, as, as opposed to you being left in the lurch, going, oh, when are they going to just get on and do something else? right and and just just understand that it's on it's on take a helicopter view of the situation just chill out it's on if they're invested you've, you're both invested just chill out right um i had a guy message me today he heard me talk on clubhouse and he, and he was panicking he was going oh i've been ghosted oh god i, I don't know. You know i'm 50 years old and you know i think cause, i think because the guy was a bit older he was panicking a little bit I think, all right, dude, well, we can, we can look at things. We can see how we get on, but I just, just wait it out for a minute, you know, just to see, to see if you get any, can come back. And then he, he messages me. Sorry, this was last night. He messaged me today. He was like, oh God, I feel, I feel, God, thank God. Like, yeah, she, she messaged me back. God, I feel so needy. Well, well, clearly there's something wrong there, you know, so I think we still need to work together on that. And, um, but, you know, that was just a prime example, you know, just, you have to ask yourself why are you behaving like that and um when a woman experiences that or a guy experiences that it often is a clue that you're not desired much which is unattractive you know yeah and it puts you back in that place of like realizing what you want in a relationship and realizing how to handle it when you know, maybe it's not the right fit for a relationship. Well, I think it's, you just want to feel 
I think what's going on in someone's mind, especially a woman's mind, you go, well, if this guy's so insecure of himself, how the hell is he supposed to offer me security? You know, I want to feel safe. I want to, you know, a woman wants to feel safe. But if yeah. a guy's freaking out like that, it's game over. <laughs> <laughs> don't triple text, don't, like, yeah. if somebody exactly. hasn't responded to messages and, you know, just let it be. Don't be the guy or the girl, because it goes both ways. It's not just one-sided on this. But if somebody hasn't messaged you back for a couple of hours, don't try calling them five times in a row or like calling Snapchat, <laughs> and Instagram, because that happens too. Like, Yeah, I mean, if you're in a relationship, then it's different, right? right? You, you've got more, you know, you've obviously got some problems between you that you need to work out. So call your girl five times. She probably, she's probably wanting to see that call come through the fifth time, you know, <laughs> but, but at the early days, really a sort of a characteristic you want to, you want to demonstrate, but yeah, really what you just said there about the triple, the triple text and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's game over. I like just, just chill out, dude. You know, <laughs> you don't want to go there. Just stop now. If you thought about it, don't even pick up the phone. Like exactly, don't do it. Drop the phone. It'll be okay. Call a friend. Call a friend instead. You know, like just just divert that attention somewhere else. Watch a movie. Do something else. That's totally true. As we begin to wrap up here, Johnny, what's been one of the greatest blessings over this past year for you? Greatest blessings, um, having coffee with Bobby. Oh, what a blessing! That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the the blessing we've all had is this, you know, and I know this is quite a big reframe, but it, it, it's it's this big pause that we're going through right now. You know, this pandemic. I think it's, and a lot, a lot of people have spoken about this, but you know, it's pointed out our blind spots. It's shown us the areas we weren't taking care of. It's forced us to be a bit more creative to make better and, and uh, light of the situation. It's showing us the things that we were taking for granted. Uh, I mean, you know, I was, I was hopping around and, you know, ha having an incredible lifestyle, you know, popping into many different restaurants a night with my clients and stuff like that. And, you know, just being around amazing hospitality, service, food, architecture, interior, um, you know, friends, social life, and bang, it's all, it just all goes, it's all gone, you know? And uh, I think a lot of people can relate to that. And uh, I just hope that when things get uh, back rock, rocking and rolling again, we're um, we're looking out into the world with a, a different lens, and we're a bit more nicer and kinder to each other. That is so true. Like the love and kindness that we exude to each other and that we exude to ourselves matters, and this new perspective will definitely transition into sort of our old norm of what we had. So I love that. Johnny, where can we connect more with you? Where can we find out more information? Instagram, I'm mostly active. It's at London Dating Coach, Clubhouse. Just look for Johnny Cassell. And I'm hosting rooms every morning if you're on there, 11 
11 a.m. UK time, coffee with Johnny, funny enough, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would encourage anyone to go and get my book uh, on Amazon. Uh, it's called Elite Seduction. And um, anyone that's got it, hit me up on Instagram and I'll put you in a private group where you'll find a bit of a community around that. So uh, there you go. Wonderful. I'll put links to all of Johnny's info here, wherever you are listening to this, watching it, it will be in show notes so you can connect directly with him, pick up his book, Elite Seduction. Johnny, it's been such a pleasure having coffee with you today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Bobby. It's been a blessing. And for all of those of you who are listening and watching this episode today, I just want to leave you with this. Be more intentional with your conversations. Do something today. Ask a different question. Be more inquisitive and just listen. We all need it in our lives and you never know what you're going to learn about somebody by just asking and listening. And this has been a wrap on today's episode of Coffee with Bobby and Johnny Cassell. Thank you so much.